0: hello and welcome to bg podcast episode 213 today we're wrapping up the week of august 21st 2023 joining me is bingham group ceo aj bingham welcome to the show hey. aj
1: i jumped the gun hey hannah how are you doing
0: great um just a little sunburnt from this weekend it's still still quite hot here in central texas
1: quite hot yeah i think uh you know, hopefully we'll get a reprieve in october fingers crossed Football, football season's right around the corner, so
0: I'm I'm hoping you know maybe next week it starts cooling down for that first football game, but um no yeah, rice,
1: uh, yeah UT rice at home.
0: Yes, yes, and then then the dreaded Bama game,
1: mm. or
0: or excited about that game depends on on who you ask.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, let's but, get um, to it. Uh, it was a busy week, and I, I think for those uh, for those who are first time listeners, I mean typically we will record on Friday. Today we're recording on a Sunday. It's a recap of the week, uh, everything from City Hall comings and goings to issues of note um, around the city. And so, with that, uh, Hannah will kick us off with some big news this week.
0: Yeah, I would say the biggest news to hit City Hall this week was the um, release of the McKenzie's review of development services, specifically the site plan process. And so that report was finally released this week. I know we've we've been hearing about it since I believe January. Mm-hmm. It was and, one uh, of the
1: things I think Mayor Watson ran on was just understanding. We it was understanding the department need, the development process in Austin needed a, something needed to be done.
0: Yeah, and I think you know um, we've both been around the um, you know land development community um, for quite some time, and I think we've been hearing a lot of what was was said in the report. Um,
1: and we'll get to that too. We'll get to that. Let's talk about what happened this week. Yeah. So Mackenzie, so the-, the report, uh, was the, the official title, I believe, was the Development Site Plan Assessment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what do we, highlights, what do we find?
0: Yeah, and so it was, um, just to give some color on the actual document itself, it's about 130 pages. Uh, but I would say there's only like 80 real pages of actual information and so um it's not too bad of a read it's kind of a powerpoint there's a lot of pictures so if you have i would say an hour um and you really want to read it um it, it doesn't take too long to read but you know the overall
1: quick caveat hannah's also a code wonk so for her oh, this yeah. pleasurable reading
0: yeah yeah i did enjoy it it was a, a nice early morning read but um you know just to to give some some uh, some overall conclusions for those who aren't going to be able to read it um, you know, the site plan process currently works, but it's inconsistent, uh, onerous, unclear, and unreliable. I think those were the biggest, biggest points that were both echoed from staff and the stakeholders, which was going to be, you know, the developers, engineers, architects, everyone involved mm-hmm. in the site plan process. And so yeah, that was real
1: quick for, real quick. I mean, let's assume no one knows we're talking about the site mm-hmm. plan just for those who have never had to build something in city of, city of Austin, like what are we talking about
0: yeah so before you can really start you know digging and doing all that good stuff that is necessary to build you know whether it be a single family home um, an addition to in your backyard say you want to build a granny flat in your backyard maybe maybe a garage um, all the way to our big high rises we see downtown a site plan is is necessary and so basically, this is kind of getting all your permitting, your, you know, your occupancy permit and all that good stuff. And the site plan itself has to be reviewed by, uh, you know, Austin Energy, Austin Fire, um, Development Services, uh, Austin Water, Austin Wastewater. So it goes through a lot of departments and it's a very involved process um, where code compliance is checked. So that way, when the building does go up, whether it be construction or, I mean, commercial or residential, it, um, it is safe. And meets all the standards that are required both federally and at the state and city level. Very
1: good. You yeah, you and so,
0: so it's a pretty, it's a pretty involved process. Um, you know, we're gonna be reviewing it as a very high level. I'm not gonna get into any of the the technical stuff today, but um, you know, we got to in the actual report, we got to hear from both staff and stakeholders. And um, and so there was a lot of a lot of great stuff that I think was revealed. I would say, you know, we kind of I think people that have been, you know, on the inside of City Hall, you know, like us that have been really, you know, engaging with the developers on this stuff have, have heard a lot of this that, you know, it's, it, you know, it gets the job done. But at the end of the day, it's taking, you know, 18 months for something that shouldn't should be taking maybe a month at the most. Um, and so a lot of this this um, this report really just added, I think, teeth to what we've been saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was, I think it was really nice to hear, but it was also kind of like, it's pretty bad, I would say. Like reading this, I think if we hadn't already been like, yeah, we know it's bad. If this had just been released as like a review, I think this report is, is quite, you know, honestly like a scathing review of development services. And, you know, that's a lot of that is just, you know, it hasn't been touched in so long. And a lot of the fixes, I think, previously back in like 2015 when there was fixes done, were um, we were only halfway.
1: Yeah, well let's get to that too. And I think I think high level is important to say it's not it's it's it is a a re- scaling review of the overall process. I don't think there's not one person apartment you could put it on because this is this has been a continuing issue, right? That's yeah. been built on. I think to harkening back to what having Hannah was talking about before, um over the next this last week and upcoming coverage around this, you'll probably hear references to Zucker the Zucker report. The Zucker report was uh, a 20, was released in twenty fifteen. and It was a a study that the then council had commissioned along the same lines as the McKinsey study. It was to review. I mean, the same. Under the same the impetus, was the same. The development process is not working properly. It's you know, t- it's not timely. Cost. It's t- taking more time than it should and so on. That report was released in 2015, um, a number of recommendations. I think that it was, it was about a 770-page uh, report, if I can recall, um, and had several recommend a number of recommendations. And so, on high level, though, that report recommended a 3.5 million dollar investment to implement all the changes in the report. I know uh, just I was reviewing over the weekend uh, news coverage uh, post rep- report release, after report release. And there were changes that were implemented. I think it's, it's in this report, uh, kind of tying, tying it in, um, just, you know, it's, it's a continuum. It rings where we are now, I think. Ideally, no matter what, this was, it had to be done from the top. This wasn't a department implementation thing. It had to have teeth from the council to execute. And I know that's coming next week as well.
0: Yeah, and to give some more color, there's over 250 people involved in the site plan review process on the city staff side. So it's a you know once again it's a very complex and involved process. And so you know um, just to give some more color of what was in the report, you know the issues on the staff side was it was very unclear as whose jobs what and who has the final authority on some of these um, compliance um, things. And so like uh, for example, um, one of the things that they found was there's at least 47 regulations that have at least two departments conducting reviews on the same code or metrics and so you know when you have two people reviewing the same thing there there's a chance that they're going to have different um you know uh i guess interpretations of the code and so there was a lot of um you know once again inconsistencies i think i read the word inconsistent at least 100 times in this report and so you know this once again, this isn't anyone's fault. It's just such an involved process. Our city grew exponentially. And I think we just didn't as a city scale properly. But, um, you know, once again, this report definitely is going to, I think, help fix it. Mackenzie had some some recommendations that I'll all go over now. And so um, over the next year and a half into January 2025, they're going to start fixing things. You know, I think I believe they're going to start, you know, now starting fixings. And, and the first thing they're going to do is do quick wins so they're going to address anything that they believe that they can fix by just kind of saying maybe like um you know just having staff do one thing very quick wins easy stuff and they're also going to start with some stakeholder engagement to address progress um and you know schedule quarterly cadence meetings to you know kind of address progress as well as strategize and um after that into 2024 they're going to start reviewing job descriptions and so like picking which department reviews what, so they don't have that um, you know double review. And so people are gonna be more efficient. Hopefully this um, is more timely for customers because like once again, one of the things customers on the developer side said was that this just wasn't, um, it wasn't timely, you know, uh, 24 hours um, in the code maybe would translate to three business days in real life. And so uh, I think there's gonna be a lot of fixes, quick wins, especially, in the next, you know, three months, and, and I'm excited to um, kind of hear those that um, progress. Hopefully, we get some updates from council on the progress. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, this this has been something I think boiling over, and I am really really thankful that council is going to fix this. You know, hopefully, this is going to also address a lot of our, you know, ho- affordable housing concerns. So we get more housing capacity in the city, um, and a lot of other great things could potentially happen from this as well.
1: Yeah, I definitely want to underscore. We want to underscore Mayor Watson's leadership with this. I think it's something that, again, it's not an issue the average house tonight is gonna really see or, underst- or understand. But it's very, it's tremendously important both to our city now and the, into the future. And I think, you know, to me, from my view, Hannah, it's less of McKinsey trying. I mean, I don't think it's something they can fix. It was identifying the issues and working towards implementation. But it's going to be. It's it's a for it's a forever vigilant thing right so there's there's implementations we can do now over the next couple of years but this this will go this will this is something that has to be maintained over se- over next several councils over over future councils rather future mayors future city managers and uh, and future department heads right and that kind of work is not easily that kind of culture that's what we're talking about right and, and and systems will take time i have confidence that our city can achieve that but it's not it's a you, you know we're on the road to recovery now <laughs> that way, but that is something once we once we reach a point where we feel we are you know it's it, it's a forever thing, and our city's yeah. not, our, our city's not slowing down our growth.
0: Yeah, and so uh, I I have probably not have to have a, put a lot of faith in in this council and future councils to keep up this momentum, um, but you know one of the things the the um, report addresses in kind of the implementation phase is fixing that culture. Um, which it, it has the timeline to do it in about a year and a half. Um, Culture I'm no, not it's, sure. not, it's
1: not a knock anyone culture is not easily undone. It's just, it's, yeah. it, it, I have, a, I have, it's not a matter of faith. It's just, it, it is culture with anything. It's hard to, to ship. I think we've, it can be done. Right. But again, that is something that has to carry over. know, for example, we will, we will have a new city manager by at least start of FY of FY twenty five of January twenty five, right? Yeah, and potentially lead changes there, right? Down or down down the chain from that person, and and down the chain from that person, right? And so I think it's a lot of things in play. You know, the city of Austin is the city of Austin itself is one of the, is the largest employer I think in the city or not in the metro, if not one of the largest, right? So like fifty thousand yeah. employees, that's a lot. You, there are forty different departments that touch around permitting, right? So a lot of I, it need, this needs to be done. Right. I'm going that the culture part, I think, will be the biggest challenge. But that cracking that if that notice when is cracked, when I think we're we're, we're we're on a path to where we need to go. But again, that's it. There is no end to me. Right. It is something that will, is continual vigilance about the process checking in once we are right sized.
0: Yeah. And I, I think uh, think
1: think that I'm excited for it.
0: Yeah. Looking at um, a lot of this stuff, you know, we're going to hopefully have those quarterly cadence meetings with stakeholders. um, And so continually just addressing progress and what the initiatives have done, you know, maybe, I think one of the things that's going to happen just because, you know, this is a draft plan is it's going to change. It's likely going to be extended um, and, as they get into the actual, you know, implementation of things, I'm sure there's going to be things that don't work just because of the way the city functions or the way current culture is, or things that they're going to have to, you know, postpone just because they discover another problem while they're implementing something. So I think there's going to be a lot of, of grace given to development services over the next couple of of months as they as they work to be a better um, provider of services in the city.
1: Yeah, I know just from our past conversations with Development Services Director Development Development Services Director, alliteration, alliteration. There, Jose Roy, I mean, there's yeah, there's a a desire from the top, you know, hit with, with, starting with him for this too. So mm-hmm. I know this was this this report was done in conjunction with staff leadership staff, and so you know I have I have full faith it will be done. It's just it's it's it will be a, it's a campaign. That I think can, will never, should never end of yeah. this assessment. So, and then, you know, w- with that, uh, we'll have uh, links in the show notes to some of the past articles about the Zucker report for reference. Uh, For some reason, the Zucker report, we haven't been able to find a copy online. Um, uh, Hopefully, one gets released or re released rather online this week, but we keep digging for that and posting it, uh, updating the show notes once that occurs. And I want to add, too, so another. Other city news that w- was a surprise to me, I know it was to you, Hannah, it was the announcement of awesome Police Chief uh, Chacon- Justice Chacon's retirement on Monday, taking effect at the end of the month.
0: I was surprised. I was definitely surprised that, I think we've seen a lot of curveballs this year, just from the city, you know, stuff that like, you know, maybe weather events or stuff that we didn't expect. But I think this was the one that I was like, really like, what? Like, this definitely left me like, Took me aback because I just didn't expect it. I feel like we usually hear stuff before somebody retires.
1: Yeah, well, certain things we we kind of know the writing is in the wall, right? Yeah, you just, you just it's just it's there. So you know, it was this one was a definite surprise. I think for it was a surprise, surprising for insiders and for surprise to everyone else. Unless you're in the unless you're an APD no circle, um, but we we uh, we discussed that some uh, or posted stories about that in the BG Reads on Monday. We also just recapping um, the leadership changes that have happened this year, up and including the uh, the announcement of, of Chief Jacones' retirement. We have a it's in our BG blog. I put a link to that in the show notes of just the different announcements that happened uh, since the uh, since the appointment of interim interim C manager, uh, Jesus Garza. Some more to come there, but a lot of changes there. And then ra- wrapping it up, uh, we have also in the show notes the top stories from. This- this prior week in the BG Reads. I hope you enjoy the new format. It's something we've been tweaking on and uh, we'll continue to tweak. Um, But these are the stories that had gotten the most uh, views or most clicks rather from our dedicated readers who we love and adore. And Mm -hmm. we'll link to the BG Reads subscription in the show notes where you can subscribe to that. It comes out daily, Monday through Friday at 6.30 in the morning. Um, I get up every morning and put it together myself. And so it isn't there's this isn't automated. I think people people have asked me that for a while, for a while. Like I get up and do it. I would never charge, I would never ask Canada to do that for anyone else. It's something I enjoy early riser, but it uh it, you know, we 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 I work to you know scan these news sources, uh local, state, and federal or national. Um now obviously I catch everything, but I try to catch the things I think are of note for the city and for our readers and you know, short form links to the stories I try to find news uh outlets that have that are free no paywalls now it can't can't always but you know we try and uh yeah but we, we welcome a subscription uh for free if you'd like and uh otherwise and also forwarding to your friends and colleagues i know several of y'all do that already
0: yeah it's a great resource i i use it as well um it's my my daily read during uh, my breakfast as it should <laughs>
1: <laughs> as it should be uh, and then also, uh, yeah, the guy going to wraps it up. Anything else you want to note for the week? We can talk, I mean, I guess we have council meetings for the week, for next week. Yeah,
0: yeah. So we've got a Tuesday work session. Council is actually going to receive a briefing on the development uh, site plan assessment from McKinsey. McKinsey. Yeah. yeah, and so um, also posted for discussion is the Austin Tourism Public Improvement District. So that'll be very interesting. Um, and then on Thursday, we're back to regular business post-budget. Um, it's their first council meeting back after the approval of the budget. And I think one of the, the big things related to this, um, the release of the development services site plan review is a contract for McKinsey um, for implementation of the assessment. Um, so they're going to get about $2.5 million for that. And that'll be item 23 on this week's council agenda.
1: Yeah. six. Well, I guess the exact reading is not to exceed 2.5 million. Yeah. That's correct. But uh, just because, That probably will be reported as two point five million dollar awarded contract, but that's that's what the posting says.
0: I have a feeling they'll use all two point five of
1: it. I mean, and and, you know, money well spent. It's it's going to be it's considering. I think the Zucker report again in twenty fifteen had recommended council spend three point five million to implement those recommendations. It's in line, and that was twenty fifteen dollars.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's inflated, definitely. (laughs)
1: Um, yeah, and I think, I think the last one I'll say is, you know, a lot, of, you know, just, it's a continuum. There's really no, nothing new under the sun, I think, with, with growing cities and issues, right? So we were talking about this, uh, the Zucker report, and I'm talking about that on Friday. Were you aware of that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I was also in high school? school.
1: Yeah, you were in high school. Yeah, but so the average, you know, you're near, kind of above, above the curve on that, but, you know, it's, it's something if you've been here in the last you might have known the last seven, you know, five or seven years, right? Might have whispers about it, but it's it just you realize all we, you know these reports are built in other other work and so on. And ultimately, you know, it's a lot of times it takes it's the political will to push forward and all the way uh with these things. So it's rare that things are are coming out of nowhere. All the same, both resolutions and ordinances, they're all there's always brewing someplace, and that's one of the reasons we we, you know, on Fridays and over the weekend, we re- re- review every agenda that city posts mm-hmm. uh, because even those kind of not so well-known public boards and commissions, there'll we want item on there that all of a sudden six months from now is a draft resolution and folks are wondering where it came from.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I like, uh, I like watching the boards and commissions because that's where things kind of really take form of what they're going to look like at council. I feel like it gives me a good view of, um, Kind of how did we get to this point um because there's a lot of public testimony that happened at those boards and commissions like for for example on monday the parks and recreation board will be meeting and and post the the zilker vision plan being canned i think that are postponed not necessarily canned um yeah, probably i think that be in
1: 10 years i guarantee to, i think we had an internal bet about that right by 2030 yeah, yeah. <laughs> 2030 the latest
0: yeah i think so yeah um because park, so,
1: the park, that park's not getting getting any less use. <laughs> no.
0: no. <laughs> but um I really like watching them because I feel like it gives me it gives me a good view of the narrative of the policy as it goes through. And I find that very interesting.
1: Again as you should relogus. But <laughs> yeah I, I, I would concur. I would concur. Um you yeah, know and I'll, yeah it's always you know you get a real good view of who the stakeholders are for or against projects and I admire anyone who comes out from those meetings, you know, these are these are Public forums, right? And people take their own time to come out there. Um, you know, it's part of the process. Yeah. So, with that though, Hannah, anything else?
0: That's about it. I think next time we we um, you hear from us, it'll be September. So I hope everyone has a a nice and and safe and not too sweaty end of August.
1: Wow, we'll be yeah. Where does the time go? Well, all right, y'all have a good rest of your week. Uh, we're going to be reporting this on Sunday, August twenty seventh. And uh, all right, take care. All right, bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the BG podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please share with your colleagues. The BG podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. The BG podcast is a product of the Bingham Group, LLC, an Austin-based lobbying firm serving businesses, nonprofits, and trade associations at the municipal and state level. You can learn more about the Bingham Group at www.bingham gp.com. That's b-i-n-g-h-a-m-g-p.com. And for the latest firm news and content updates, follow us on
0: LinkedIn. We'll have a link in the show notes. Thank you.